We are counting down to the best of the best in the WNBA. It is playoff time and the semifinals start this weekend. So let's dig right in. It starts right now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. It is August 26, 2022. I am Missy Heidrich. So happy to be here with you. National Women's Basketball Correspondent at The Next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Missy Hydrick, but also be sure to follow the next at the next hoops and this podcast at Locked On Women's Basketball. Okay, two first round games took three games. The other two were just over in two games. But now we have the 2022 semifinal matchups for the 2022 WNBA playoffs. The Storm versus the Aces and Connecticut versus the Sky. It's time to get after it here on a Friday. And I am so happy to be joined by Rowan Shayberg. Rowan is on the Seattle Storm beat and one of the fantastic journalists that covers women's basketball and beyond with us here at the next Okay, Rowan, let's just start where this begins for you. You've watched the Seattle Storm team all season long. The playoffs and the semifinals are upon us. For everybody that has been paying attention, and for some that maybe not, the first round was three games. Now we're into the semifinals and into the finals. These will be five-game series. Sunday, August 28th, the first game for both semifinals. Let's talk about Seattle at Vegas. I went back and looked at the numbers. When these two teams matched up, I think four times throughout the course of the year, it was Vegas three and one on the season. One win by Seattle was about, a, I think, a 10 point win that they had at home. Coming out of that first round, what has impressed you about the Seattle Storm team? And what kind of are maybe some of the highlights that they can build upon heading into the semifinal matchup? Yeah, I mean, I was actually really surprised how easy the um, the wins were for the Storm against the Mystics. Um, this season against the Mystics, they've been just neck and neck. And so um, I was kind of thinking that this series was going to be a lot harder for the Storm to win. But it's good to see that they kind of seemingly breezed through that round a little bit. And now they're, you know, kind of looking towards um, the Aces. I think that what really was the key there, you know, with their wins against the Mystics was just you know, they, they out-rebounded the Mystics in both games, which that's something that the Storm has really struggled with this season. And that's been a really big emphasis. Um, I feel like I talk about it every time I come on the podcast, because that's always something that they are talking about. They're like, we need to out-rebound the other team. And they did it. And it obviously worked out really well for them. Um, I think also just distributed scoring. Um, I think that a key that I will continue to talk about also is just that when, the, when Jewel Lloyd is being consistent, the Storm can win, I think, in my opinion. And I think um, looking back at some of their past up, past matchups against the Aces, when Jewel has not been doing very well, then it's a lot harder for the Storm to win. And I think that, you know, the Storm can't allow 
Brianna Stewart to be, you know, the one scorer for everyone. It needs to be distributed. So I think that they did a really good job of that against the Mystics. And I'm interested to see how it how it goes against the Aces. You know, I looked at that Mystics matchup in that first round. You know, it was a close game, 86-83, 97-84, I think were, were the scores of those two games. Big Ws, they don't have to go on the road. You know, they win those two games at home, series over. Now they all get to rest, which is a huge factor, and I'm sure we'll talk about that here as we go on on this episode. But it also seemed as though they were able to weather the storm of, no pun intended, fantastic performances by Elena Deladon, and then you sort of balance that out. Was that surprising to you that not only was she able to assert herself against the storm, but then that was really it that, you know, they were able to control the games, even though she was such a factor for Washington. Yeah, totally. That was huge. I think that a lot of the times when, you know, when the Mystics aren't doing as well, it's because, you know, Elena's not having a great game and the fact that she was having a good game and yeah, that the Storm were able to rise to that challenge, I think is huge. And I think that that is also going to play a big role in, you know, shutting down people like Asia Wilson and, you know, some of those players that the Storm has, you know, really everyone struggles to shut down because it's the same way with Elena. I think that um, you have to just really lock in on defense against her. And even though they did, you know, the Storm maybe didn't defend her as well as they could have because she obviously had a great game. Um, I think that that's really a testament to how hard they worked in those two games to, you know, be able to still come out with the win um, after she's having such a good game. Okay, so let's talk about this specific matchup with Las Vegas. So as we said, Vegas was 3-1 and one over Seattle this season. The one win by the Storm, 88-78 at home. But they've got to go on the road. They've got to go to Las Vegas, which, ironically, even though they come in as the number one seed in the overall in the WNBA, uh, Vegas did li- lose five regular season matchups on their home floor. So they are not you know, invincible when it comes to playing at home in Las Vegas. So I always look at that and say, well, you got to kind of throw all of that out because it is the playoffs or postseason. It just has a different flavor to it and a different feel. But I guess my question to you is, what does the Seattle team think and how do they react about having to go on the road? They have the pleasure and the ability to play at home in that first round. That's kind of the easy way to roll it. Now you got to go on the road, and this is a whole nother beast for them. Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, they always talk about how every team talks about how important home court advantage is. Um, but especially, you know, the the Storm has been, they sold out the last, I think, two, two home games um, of the regular season, you know, new arena, and it's just been packed every single game. And so I think that that's played a huge role in how the Storm has done at home. Um, I think that one interesting thing is that the in the game on I think it was August 7th where the Aces came and played Seattle um, the game was actually a little bit the margin was a little bit more than in the game that the Storm went and played you know at the Aces on the 14th so it was kind of interesting because I think that um, the Storm looked a little bit better on the road against them I would say Um, and I think that in that game on the 14th I want to say it was like 109 to 100 they I feel like the Storm had kind of a better look at winning and they seemed really unfazed by the fact that they were away to be honest so I think that that always plays a role but I think that the storm has done a really good job of you know being able to separate those two things and also just the fact that 
um, if I'm not, I, I think this is how this works, that they, they should be able to play at home for the game three. So, you know, I think that that's huge because if they can get one game at home, um, I think that that's going to be huge for them. Even if the Aces win the first two, I think that, um, you know, I, I think it could, I think it could go really well. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's incredibly important. I mean, you have to look at that. If I'm a road team, I got to say, we got to steal one here on the road. You know, we know we got to play these first two games on the road. We've got to be able to get to one. You want to be able to go home and have it be a 1-1 series. That really does change things. Being down 0-2 going home, that's going to be a much tougher hill to climb. So as we talk about these two teams, I know there's a lot of interesting matchups, and we'll get to that, maybe some of the unsung heroes or surprises we're going to see. But obviously, as we look at the Seattle Storm team, as both Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird goes, it seems that this team has gone over the course of the season, especially here late. Everyone is going to talk about Brianna Stewart. We know what an impact type player she is. But then when you start talking about names like Jewel Lloyd, Tina Charles, getting some extra minutes as well. But I, I want to circle back to Sue Bird because I think that that experience and that type of player on this last run that she has how important is that just maybe to the mojo, the mentality of this franchise and how they approach this semifinal matchup? Totally. I mean, you know, we've seen it in years past where Sue can just completely turn it on for the playoffs. And we saw that in the last game against the Mystics. I mean, she she just has this different intensity. And I think even more so this year because she has motivation to try and, you know, bring a championship back to Seattle on her last year. Um, so I think that, you know, even while, even though they, you know, lost three games to the aces over the course of the season, I think that that kind of all goes out the window to me because I think that they just come with this different intensity um, during the playoffs. And, you know, we've seen it with Sue when she broke her nose in 2018 and, you know, everyone's like oh okay she won't be playing as well but she played even better than she had been the rest of the season so I think that that's just you know a really big thing to consider is you know just how how different you know the Storm players are approaching this season because there are a lot of talks about you know when will they ever see a lineup that's this powerful again with you know with Sue leaving and free agency things with Brianna Stewart I think that they all are really really motivated to get past the semifinal matchup. Absolutely. And it is interesting, you know, veterans have a way of changing the dynamic uh, in a variety of different ways in any sports on any level. Uh, I think it's not only veteran leadership, but it's just that experience. And as you said, yeah, this is this is kind of the do or die time now. You know, this is where it can come to a screeching halt if you're Seattle and it can look really different in just a few weeks. No doubt about it. Okay. So we're going to talk more about some of the players and people and the matchups in the Seattle and Vegas. But we want to get to, in a moment, talking about that second playoff matchup, which is Connecticut at Chicago. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. For all you golf people out there, the Tour Championship is this weekend. The FedEx Cup will be decided. There are lines out there. Go find them. You never know what you might never know what you might stumble upon. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. 
So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heydrich, and thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. I am here with Rowan Sheberg. And Rowan, let's talk a little bit about this second semifinal matchup. It was decided last night. A 73-58 Game 3 win for Connecticut over Dallas. They had to go on the road. It was tied at half, but it sets up a rematch because we saw this in the semifinals last year. But it's the third seed Connecticut having to go on the road, and they head to Chicago. We talked about rest for Seattle and Vegas. If I'm Chicago, have to be ecstatic about the amount of rest that that team has been able to get knowing that they just had to, you know, they closed out their series and were at the Liberty, but they're going to get a couple extra days here and then get to play at home. What intrigues you about this matchup? And what do you think is going to be in store for everybody out there when they match up on Sunday? I love this matchup always, like every year. And um, the other night when I was watching the Connecticut game, I think I saw a stat that said that Connecticut is the team with the most playoff wins, but no title. And that just seems so accurate because I feel like every year they're so consistent and they're just so close to getting a title and it just never quite gets there. And I think that they look great this season. I think that I think that Chicago, you know, also looks great. You know, after coming off of a championship last year, I think that these are two like two of the best teams um, that could possibly you know have matched up um, for the semifinals. And yeah, I think that it is definitely a factor: home court advantage and rest. Um, but also sometimes it is helpful when you know you're kind of in that momentum of you know playing and winning and you know sometimes with the teams that get a lot of rest they kind of get out of their groove so I'm interested to see with you know the Aces and Seattle who have had a lot more rest before these games and then Chicago and Connecticut you know who looks a little bit more you know prepared and fired up and um and who you know just looks like they are really exhausted no I think you're right and that is that's the grind you know you get to this point in the season and that's you know that's what the playoffs are but we said it earlier, it's do or die. This is what you play for. This is the opportunity that these franchises have wanted. Uh, you know, Kurt Miller said it about Connecticut. They have been one of the most, uh, as you know, as, with him at the helm as a head coach, they've been one of the most consistent franchises in the league. You know, they've been in the semis now for the four straight seasons. But it is a Chicago team that is the defending champions. You know that that's got to be a motivation for them. And I think it's an interesting dynamic, again, going back to sort of some of that star power. I think Connecticut maybe has quite a bit of star power. It's just not as much a lot of what people talk about. We know about Candace Parker and we know about Kalia Cooper for Chicago. Those are names that people talk about all the time. But a player like Dewana Bonner steps up last night, gives them 21 points. They get 13 and 8 from Alyssa Thomas on the road to get that the, the game three win at Dallas. And it seems to me like Connecticut, you fly a little bit under the radar and what, you know, can you come up and surprise somebody, get one on the road and head home being one and one? Yeah, I mean, I think that with every team, I think it's just consistency and, you know, and scoring just, you know, with every, if everyone, you know, if their whole starting five can have a good game, which I think they all can, um, I think that they could just, you know, completely shut down Chicago. I think if John Cole Jones has a good game, if Dewana Bonner comes in there, I mean, 
I think, you know, when, when Dewana Bonner was back in Phoenix, like she, she was a game changer for them if she had a good game. And I think that she's been a little bit inconsistent this season and, you know, but we saw last night how, um, you know, how well she can do if she contributes and right alongside, you know, Alyssa Thomas, who's an amazing defensive player and, I, I just think that they have a lot of secret weapons. I think Dijanae Carrington could also have, you know, some really great, I saw, you know, she had some good steals last night and, you know, just players like that, that maybe you don't think about um, in their, you know, starting five, but that could really make an impact. And same with Chicago. I think that Azrae Stevens has been having a really good um, season and just in that series against New York, I think she's been doing really well, being really consistent coming off the bench and, um, yeah, if you get Emma Miesemann and Candace Parker to put in some, you know, some points and then Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot, I mean, you can't like you can't get better than that. So I think it really depends on which team is, you know, being consistent and which team is stepping up, because I think both of them have the potential to, you know, kind of blow the other one out. No, I think you're right. I think there's firepower in both of these lineups that can have a lot of scoring and a, and a quick hurry that you're going to have to be able to defend. We know that these are going to be two teams. And I think the same thing with Seattle and Las Vegas as well, that they like to create offense with their defense. So they want to speed you up. They want to get out and run, but they're going to put pressure on people and see, you know, can we get a couple easy buckets here? Still one, you know, somewhere down in the position or a possession where they think it's going to be easy for them that you cannot get complacent and I think that's where some of these teams are going to have to really be continue to be crisp and be focused. I think a lot of people, and I've, I've heard the conversation even in the last day or so, a lot of people want to put a lot of stock into those regular season matchups. We were talking about it earlier with Vegas and Seattle, but Chicago, they're 4-0 versus Connecticut during the regular season. So now they get to play them first two games at home. They were all close games. One was an overtime win by the sky as well. So it's not as though that these were really necessarily blowouts. But I guess my question to you is, do we just kind of put all that aside and say, hey, this is reset? I mean, this is playoff time now. We've seen some teams, what they can do in those first round matchups. And now you've into the semifinals, a rematch from last year. I don't know if I could put a lot of stock in what happened during the regular season. I think this is all brand new. I agree. I think, I think that, I think it's hard to say sometimes. I think sometimes it's nice to look at it. Like, especially with storm, the storm and um, the aces, I think because those games that they played were so recent, I, I think I look a little bit more at those recent games because they've had time to develop and the storm has, you know, had Tina Charles in and, you know, trying to figure everything out. Um, but I do think that, you know, like we were saying, Sue, I think every, everyone, you know, comes with a new intensity when it comes to playoff time. So I think that, I think that with Chicago and Connecticut, it's a little shocking to me that, that Chicago is four and zero over them. I think that, um, and, you know, especially knowing that that was an overtime win and that that was a really big win. I think that, um, you, you kind of, you can't really look at it. I, I think that now if when they're in the semifinals, I think it's going to be a really, really close matchup. I don't think that, you know that Chicago is just going to sweep Connecticut. I really don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. And I don't think we're going to see blowouts at all. I think these are going to be in both of these series. I think we're going to see close games. I think the home court advantage can be a huge factor that both are going to want to steal one on the road. And I think there are going to be some keys and some unsung heroes and maybe some pri some surprises. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. So don't go anywhere because these semifinal matchups have some players in it that some of you may know a lot about. You may not necessarily, 
but we're going to get to it in just a moment. Hi, everyone. I am Missy Heydrich, and so happy to have you here on Locked On Women's Basketball. I am with Roland Shaberg. And Rowan, all right, we've talked a lot about some of this, the specifics. We know about matchups and games and, you know, who's won here and you got to go on the got to go on the road, blah, blah, blah. But I think that there's something to be said. Uh, I, we talk a lot about it, especially in the college game. Um, you know, when you get into the into the NCAA tournament, you know, you need a lucky break here or there. I think these series is, have a little bit of a different flavor because you see the same team, you know, for multiple games in a row. But I think both of these teams are looking for maybe someone who isn't necessarily the name that is always in the lights and always in the headlines to step up. Uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise. So let's first talk about Connecticut and Chicago. If you had to kind of think about maybe an unsung hero or player that may step up and really dive into the limelight, into the bright lights of a playoff series, you know, who comes to mind for you? And maybe what are a couple of keys that you think will be important for that matchup in that, in that game, in those games? I mean, for me, I think Chicago, I would have to say Kalia Copper. She's always, you know, just always bringing the intensity to whatever she does. And um, I think we saw it last year in, you know, their playoff matchup against Phoenix. Um, Everyone knows the picture of her and Sophie Cunningham. So I think that she just is, you know, she's just a super fiery player and she she motivates everyone um, on that Chicago team. And you know, when she is having a good game, she can, you know, just completely change the tempo of the game. And um, I think that she's really built for, you know, playoff moments like this. Um, and then for Connecticut, I don't know, it's 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 interesting. I think that um, I definitely think Dewana Bonner could could kind of make or break. I think she could make or break the way that um, that Connecticut plays. Um, I think all of their players, I, I wouldn't call any of them unsung heroes per se because I think all of them you know can do really well on any given night but I think Dewana Bonner you know if if she and John Quill Jones are playing really well together and um I think that you know they can completely you, you know they can win the game for Connecticut and um they can do really well I also think um for Connecticut Courtney Williams she also is kind of similar to Clea Copper in the sense that she you know, can always just kind of turn on the intensity. She seems like she's, you know, just really fiery. And when she's having a good game, she motivates the rest of her team to have a really good game and she can make a huge impact. So um, I think that, I think that she is someone that I'd like to see have a really, really good um, playoff game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you mentioned Dijanae Carrington earlier, who had Mm -hmm. a fantastic game, not necessarily scoring the basketball, but was, a huge defensive presence and a defensive stopper in game three against Dallas last night on, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I think she can be an impact type player as well, because this is going to be a series about tempo. And we're going to talk about Seattle and Vegas in just a moment. And I think that is also a series that is about tempo and it's about game flow and it's about ball control. And you've got to be able at times to, I think, keep the ball out of the hands of a Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley for Chicago. And so that's where that defensive presence for Connecticut can be such an impactful piece that they've got to be able to control not only possessions, but also slow things down, not allow Chicago. It seems as though they just flourish 
when they have the ability just to operate within their system, the ball doesn't stick, there's movement, Parker's got opportunities, they get the ball inside, all of the above, and that can be slowed down with a defensive presence like a player like Dijanae Carrington. Yeah, totally. She she was great defensively, and I think that, yeah, that's going to be huge when she's on guards that are, you know, so quick, like Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot. Like, you have to you have to make sure to beat them to their spots because they're both, you know, we all know Allie Quigley's a great three-point shooter, so making sure to take away that option for Chicago would, will be really huge. Okay, so now we go, let's go back west. Let's talk about the teams that you know and you've seen the most. Um Maybe not necessarily the unsung heroes, but I always just think, all right, who is that person that can step up and be an impact player in this semifinals for both Seattle and for for Las Vegas? And maybe what are some of the intriguing matchups that you are looking forward to in this in this series? I mean, always intriguing matchups, you know, Brianna Stewart on Asia Wilson, like every everyone wants to see it. And um, I think, you know, after every game that they play against each other, it's always, you know, who who won that matchup? And like, you know, and I think that they are just so, their stats are just so similar that it's just always super fun to watch them. And they're both so consistent. Um, and, you know, it feels like both of them never really win the matchup. They're, you know, just perfectly evenly matched. Um, I think that, you know, as I said before, I think that it's really key that Jewel Lloyd can lock in for the storm. Um, she steps up in big minutes. You know, she had, I want to say her career high um, was 38 against um, Las Vegas the last time they played. Um, and that was huge because the game before that on August 7th, she only had one point. Um, and that, you know, that difference, even though they lost both games, you know, that difference is huge because, you know, Brianna Stewart has some support in the scoring you know, in the score box. And so I think that if she's consistent and, you know, she can hit those really last minute big threes, I think that that's going to be huge for, you know, winning what I'm guessing is going to be a really, really close game against Vegas. Um, I think that if, you know, Tina Charles, obviously we know that she's, you know, really great rebounder, um, really great scorer. Um, I think that if she and Ezie Magbagor can both have, you know, really, balanced minutes and have um, really good scoring opportunities. I think that the storm is unstoppable. Um, and then for Vegas, I think that, you know, four of their five starters, I would say could on any given night have a 30 point game. And, right. you know, and with Chelsea gray, I think that a lot of the time Chelsea gray goes a lot, you know, goes really unnoticed. And um, I think that she is just someone that, can you know we've seen it recently can completely just turn it on and change the whole tempo of the game she makes you know huge shots in really really key moments and she is definitely one of those players that during the playoffs she just comes with this whole new intensity um so I'm sure that the storm is you know kind of paying attention to that and I think that they are going to really focus on um Chelsea Gray on defense but you know with Jackie Young and Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson how how do you choose who to double team? I know. There's a lot of matchup. And that, and I think that's what both of these lineups, they, they present matchup problems for people. Now, I've become a, a big fan of Kelsey Plum because I just like her game. I think that she has elevated herself this season. Uh, you know, I think having and being under the tutelage of someone like Becky Hammond, I think is only elevating her game, um, putting her into one of those kind of uh, – elite shooter 
levels within the MB, the WNBA. And I think it's going to be very interesting, number one, how Vegas gets her looks, and number two, how Seattle's going to defend her. So again, we you can't just focus all of your attention on Asia Wilson, and you can't just focus all of your attention on Chelsea Plum or Chelsea Gray. So if I'm looking at Kelsey Plum and I'm Seattle sitting there trying to figure out what are we going to do, how do they match up with her? And who's going to draw a lot of that assignment, you think, especially in game one? I mean, I think that, you know, with, with Kelsey's with Kelsey's speed, I think that Gabby Williams can play really great defense on her. Gabby's been amazing defensively this season. And I think it used to kind of be, you know, that Sue would be on Kelsey. But just with, with Kelsey's speed, I think that you really need someone that can match that. And um, I think that the lineup or the, you know, the matchup might look a little bit more like Sue on Chelsea Gray and um, Gabby on um, on Kelsey. Um, but another thing that I think is interesting when we're talking about home court advantage and atmosphere is, you know, Kelsey is not, um, she's, she's used to playing in Seattle and she has a lot of fans in Seattle. I've been one of them since, you know, for, for a very long time. Um, everyone in Seattle loves Kelsey Plum. And so I think that when she comes to Seattle, she, she has that support that, you know, I think helps her, you know, stay consistent, um, during, you know, even when she's on the road. Um, so I think that that's another interesting thing to think about when, you know, we think about this matchup and that she's going to be playing in Seattle at some point during this series. Yeah, that is a whole nother kind of layer. I mean, it's both an on the court, but off the court story. And I think one that is incredibly intriguing, you mentioned speed and I think tempo is going to be a huge part of this series. Um, I don't think either one of these teams, and you look at their numbers, I mean, if they can play fast, they'll play fast. But if you had to pick one, it seems to me like Vegas wants to get up and down a little bit more. Seattle wants to be more in a bit of a half-court control tempo. You're going to battle that, which is probably why these were close games throughout the course of the season. And it makes for another layer of this very interesting matchup. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that especially with Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, they love, you know, those breakaway points and um, they love to just, you know, run in transition. Same with Chelsea Gray. I think that, you know, the speed that they have on their team, it, it's really helpful for them to play just a, you know, really full court offense. Um, and with the Storm, you're right. They they really like kind of a more controlled um, way of playing half court. And um, but I think that it's really nice that the Storm has someone I'm going to keep mentioning her like Gabby Williams, because right. she's super fast. She also has brought a little bit more of that, you know, fast break kind of play to the Storm. Um, she's, you know, she and Jewel Lloyd, like they're both they're both really fast. I think that they could both match up really nicely against um, Vegas, who likes to keep that really, really high tempo. Yeah, so many interesting matchups, so many different dynamics in both of these semifinal matchups. Okay, everybody, it starts Sunday, August 28th, game one. Set your reminders, set your calendars, get to your TVs, check your local listings so you know in your time zones where you can find them. Game two for both series will be Wednesday, August 31st, game three, then we'll bump to Sunday, September 4. If game four and or game five is necessary, it will be after that. As we said, these are five game series. Seattle at Vegas, Connecticut at Chicago. All right, Rowan, before I let you go, game one, we're just going to talk about game one. Sunday, okay. 28th. First one up, 
is Seattle, Vegas. Then you've got Connecticut and Chicago. Tell me who you like in game one in both of these series. Oh, that's hard. I mean, I'm I'm going to say the storm because, you know, um, but I think that, you know that right, you know, it. yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to say the storm. But I definitely think that if the Aces take the first game, I don't think that, you know, there will be any panic about um, the rest of the games. I think that we all know that this is going to be a really close, um, a really, you know, close series. And I think that the Storm definitely knows how they play at home. And I think that they're going to kind of, you know, be okay with maybe losing the first one just because they know that they'll have another chance when they're home. And I think that that is so motivating to them that if they lose the first one, it's, it's okay. I mean, you know, obviously they want to win it, but um, I think that it shouldn't be, you know, going into panic mode at that point Mm -hmm. Um, for Connecticut, Chicago. I think that Chicago just looks a lot more, they just seem a lot more ready in my opinion. I think that they just look like, you know, they have all of their, all of their roles are really good. They all kind of know what they're doing on the court. Um, I think that they're probably going to take the first one, but then Connecticut might adjust, you know, as they do and um, come back for the second one. So we'll see. Um, I'm not, not sure. It's, it's really with, with these four teams, it's like, you know, even if the, if the matchups were switched, it just, you just don't know who's going to win. It's, it's just, they're all so good. So yeah, I agree with you. And as we said, this is a rematch. The Connecticut Chicago's a rematch from last year's semifinal. We get Seattle at Las Vegas. I think for all fans out there, we are hoping that these all go five games so that we are, will be in for a complete <laughs> to be able to watch women's basketball and watch the WNBA in the semifinal rounds for the next couple of weeks. All right, Rowan, where does everybody find you on a daily basis and where will you be on Sunday when it's game time? Um, my Twitter is linked right there at Rowan Schaberg. That's the um, same as my Instagram. Um, I'm actually in college in Colorado right now, so I will not be at any of the semifinal games, unfortunately. I was trying to see if I could go to Vegas because I was like, who knows? Maybe I could go, but didn't work out, unfortunately. So I will be right here on my computer. Um, I might be on playback also um, with the next. So um, hopefully for one of the semifinal games, I will be on there. And that would be super fun if people came to watch. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for all of your insight and everything that you do. It has been a pleasure. And it is playoff time, everybody. And there you are not going to miss a beat. I am Missy Hydrick. You can find me at Missy Hydrick on Twitter, but make sure to please follow all of my amazing colleagues at the next, at Next Hoops, and on this podcast at Lockdown Women's Basketball. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Join us all next week for new episodes. It's going to be the latest news and notes and insights, breakdown from these playoff games that start on the 28th front office and player moves. It is happening all of the time. So do not be left out. You're going to find it right here on Locked On Women's Basketball. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day on Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. Do not miss a second with all of us right here at Locked On Women's Basketball.